and welcome to the Lean in London podcast. This podcast was created by the Lean in London network for you who are seeking to hear real and honest conversations. In the podcast, we will hear from inspiring people sharing their life lessons with anyone interested in personal development, career progression and everything in between. The aim is to bring you comfort whilst empowering and inspiring you in your daily life, regardless of your experience, background or situation. The podcast will cover professional and personal topics from goal setting to well-being with the help of some amazing guests. The question is, are you ready to lean into the conversation? Hi everyone and welcome to today's episode, which is the third part of this mini-series where we at the Lean in London Network will be talking to Wafa Obella, a wellness and career coach for uh, busy millennials. And we will today talk about networking. Hi, everyone. It's so good to be back. So I was introducing myself on the previous two episodes. Um, Obviously, I'm an ex-investment banker, cubicle survivor, and I... After experiencing the early stages of burnout, I decided to fully transition to professional coaching. And today I'm a certified career wellness coach and also a speaker. And what I do on a daily basis is I empower uh, busy millennials that typically work in fast-paced industries, including finance, consulting, audits, law, uh, both in French and in English, to do three things, prevent burnout, create healthier, more balanced lives, and transition to more fulfilling careers just like I did. And on the side, I'm a self-development junkie. I love to share that. And I'm a tea aficionado. <laughs> love it. What's your favorite tea right now? Robos. Peach rooibos. Very Is nice. Is what we say in English? I never said it in English. <laughs> I think, yeah, people say, ro- people say it differently, like rooibos or red What's bush. Your- or- okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, great. I learned yeah. something today. Yeah, oh, that's great. Okay, awesome. So yes, in today's conversation, we're going to focus on networking. We call it less working, more pitching when we discussed this recently, um, which I think is something that everyone needs to do to one degree or another. And it's something that many people struggle with, or they don't know how to do it, or they feel like they're not good at it, or they're not, not sure where to start. So it's everywhere, really. Um So how do you feel about this topic? Why are we talking about this today? As you said, networking is often talked about everywhere by every HR, every company, every school, every career professional, but it is not well understood and well practiced. And it's only normal, right? By all of us. And we all can improve the way we network. And so I decided today to hop on this podcast episode to just have an open and candid conversation on what really is behind the word networking. Let's talk, let's be real (laughs) today. Let's go deep. And um, I really felt like this was an important topic today because networking offers a lot of challenges. It's often discussed, often explained, often studied from school to, you know, the real world. Um, But in practice, and in my practice, <laughs> working with my clients, I really noticed how busy professionals really struggle 
you know, at the end of the day to implement it and to leverage it to further their um, personal goals, but also their professional goals. Yeah, exactly. Um, so th- there's so much there that we could we could dive into. What, where should we start? Should we talk about a little bit um, what does what does efficient networking look like for you, if if you would describe it? Yeah, so I love that question. And before I answer what networking means to me, I'd love to ask you back, Sophia, what do you think networking is? Yes, good question. And not something that I have thought a lot about what it what it kind of how I would define it. But I think it's extremely important. It's about connecting with other people, widen your network, the group of people that you that you meet, that you speak to, that you have in your wider circle so that you have lots of contacts or maybe not lots of them, but, but good contacts for the times when you might, when you might need it and, and they might need you. So it's, it's about exchange of services, um, if you could call it that, rather than just a one-way direction, I think. Absolutely. So... Exactly. That is the typical definition we're given from school to the active life, you know, the busy life. And that's the issue with it. You know, that's the definition that's given, that's mainstream. It's just connecting with people in exchange of for one day when I will need something, connect with potentially a lot of them. And I don't know about you, but this definition or this understanding and this common understanding right I mean it's safe to say that it's a common understanding you've given that definition that's the definition that I've understood you know um you know back from school up until I was you know in my corporate days and you know that's the definition I get from my clients as well and when I open the conversation with other people out there other professionals out there so it's safe to say that this is sort of the mainstream definition and I don't know about you, but it makes me a bit cringe. It's not fun. Mm. It's a bit yeah. off, right? There's a lot of pressure on you as well. <laughs> exactly. And it feels forced. It feels fake. It feels calculated. Right? Mm. Completely. It just feels like this strategy, that tactic, that, that, that thing you have to do. And the word have to is strong here because that's, that's what everyone tells us, right? You have to network. It really doesn't feel natural. They just sit you down in a career webinar or in a workshop at school or, you know, you read it in a book or you see it in a corporate workshop or training organized by your company about networking. And you go to that event, you know, you grab a glass of champagne or, you know, water or whatever and you know, you're there and you just have to do that exercise and it feels really awkward. That sucks. And I felt like today it's an important conversation to discuss really, let's go back to the root, what networking is. And it's it's connecting with other people, with other human beings, no matter what's the setting. And for me, efficient networking, for me, you know that you've done a, an efficient job at networking when you've done three things. The person that you're connecting with, they know who you are, your name, your occupation, whether you're a student, a trainee, you work in a company, in a startup, what you do on a daily basis. They know that. They know what your skill set. 
and how you could be useful to them or in general. That's the first thing. So basically, they know you, right? Second thing, they like you. And so let's get into this one a bit more. What I mean by like you, it means that they like you enough, they care enough to remember you. So that when they are in a meeting or when they run into someone from their network that says, hey, I'm looking to hire this intern in my team to do marketing, the first name that comes to mind is yours. When, you know, they go on vacation and they, you know, encounter a couple of tourists who say, my gosh, you know, we struggle to find a guide in the city to show us around to think about you, etc. So they just, you just really want to leave that impression on them so that they like you enough that they say, let me, let, let me remember this face and this person. And they don't need to love you or like your personality like so much to be friends with you or, you know, to come to all of your events or to follow you on any social. It's not about that. It's really about just caring and liking the first impression enough to memorize your name somehow, to just put it in that box in their brain. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, completely. So the first impression is it's actually key here. I mean, yes. How absolutely. you present yourself, what you say, right? And the third thing that will let you in on if you're doing a great job at effective networking is if the person that you've talked with trusts you. And you'll know that if they trust you, if they refer you to someone else or if they want to work with you. So if they come back and have more conversations or spend time with you or answer, um, you know, deeper level questions that you ask them about their job or their personal life that's when you know obviously like they trust you if someone distrusts you they will do everything in their power to limit you know um the exposure they have to you so they'll just cut the conversation short they'll just say they're busy and they won't get back to you etc but if they trust you then obviously they'll welcome they'll welcome um a bit more interaction what what do you think are the challenges with networking that people perceive and how can they relieve those? Yes. I mean, you know, the first one that comes to mind is, you know, that's what we've been discussing is that it feels fake. It feels forced. So, you know, to sum it up, it's non-genuine. There's no real connection made. So, I mean, we're smart individuals, right? We're We're social animals, as well. So we know from our personal experience, you know, from kindergarten that whenever we're fake to someone, like this doesn't always go well. You know, there's no depth to the conversation, it's boring and there's and there's a high probability for rejection as well. So by experience in our own cognitive memory, we know that that doesn't go really well. So that in itself, that non-genuineness of that exchange doesn't really entice us to seek out conversations. I would say that is the first challenge to networking for people. And then a second one is um, the expectation. When we set expectations for ourselves to get something out of a conversation, or when we set expectations on other people for them to provide us with something or to help out, that's heavy. That instantly biases the whole conversation and the intention behind it. Um, 
and 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 that strips away a bit of the spontaneity you know that is so essential that's such a key ingredient in creating a spark and creating a connection and creating you know an opening for so many different avenues you know that one conversation can open but when you place an expectation on it you essentially just close a lot of other doors and you just focus on one door so that's that's really heavy so i would say that's the second uh challenge that comes to mind a third one is not following up that's a huge challenge that hinders uh the trajectory of any networking uh goal that anyone can have when we don't follow up with someone, then there's not really networking. It's just a one-time conversation and we're all guilty of it and it's fine. And I mean, it makes sense. You know, it's, it's understandable that someone wouldn't follow up. You know, life is busy, life gets in the way, we forget. Another thing that triggers us to not follow up is the fear of being rejected. Like why that person didn't respond to me? That's rude. Maybe they hate me. Maybe they judged me. Maybe I'm not good enough. That's the, the three core thoughts that people tend to rate it rotate around so not following up completely sabotages any networking endeavors right there on the spot and finally not doing it honestly Uh, that's the most obvious one but i cited it last because at the end of the day i did cite the three first one challenges but you still started but with the fourth one i mean when we don't start a conversation then we we can't connect with anyone. There's no networking. So obviously not doing it, that's obviously the biggest challenge is to not do it and focus on your career. So that's why, you know, I talked, um, so that's why we both talk about in this episode of less working, more networking, more pitching. People and busy professionals, and I was one of them back in my corporate days, we focus on working and working and working. And so doing the hours, putting in the work, but we forget to free up some time and to take breaks to sell ourselves, to showcase our skill sets, our competencies. And and you might say, yes, but I'm really busy showcasing my skills by doing the work. Absolutely. But you're still not networking outside of your circles. So that's also not doing it. Not networking doesn't look like, you know, being on your sofa eating snacks. It can also look like you working around the clock and killing deal after deal and getting a promotion. That also looks like not networking because you're so busy um, excelling at your current job that you're not making yourself available for other opportunities outside of your site, essentially. So that was important for me to highlight this one because we um, often don't think about it. Yeah, and I mean, it might be something that you don't need today. You feel like you're excelling in your role today, but actually the network is not for today, usually. It will be for the future. You're not going to reach out to someone randomly maybe to ask for a favor. You you need to build your network for when you might need it, and you don't know when that's going to be. Um, I did actually this workshop quite recently at work, and they said that it was it was insane. It was something like 90% or something of all, all, all of your future opportunities will come from your network, not from, you know, random jobs that you might apply for. It's actually going to come one way or another from your network. So that's, that's huge. Like, you never know when that's going to be needed. Huge, huge, absolutely. Um, so, yeah, so we talked about a couple of challenges that people generally face with networking. So how would we advise them to proceed? To, how should they be networking? What What's the best way forward? 
Yeah, so I mean, hey, let's first start by renaming that. Let's stop for a second calling it networking. And I'd suggest all of you who are listening to this episode to find a word that makes them feel more comfortable. If you feel like networking is a great word, you're very comfortable with it, good for you, then keep it. But if you feel like this puts a lot of pressure on you, it doesn't feel natural, call it something else. I personally like the word connection. You know, connecting with other people. You know, you you build you build a bond. That that's also another group of words that you could use. Um, what would be a word that you would use if not networking, Sophia? Connection is a great word. I might steal that. Yes, <laughs> a human connection, or yeah, it's it's difficult. Chats. Chats I mean, just relationship bridging maybe yeah yeah making friends or making it you know relationships i think building relationships making relationships yeah yeah so you see it, it's good to um sometimes just remove the pressure by altering and changing the words we use so that's just a quick tip out there but so you know we talked about the challenges and things you know we struggle with in networking and i think the first thing to be really good at networking and enjoying it because this is what this is about is to enjoy networking because when you enjoy something you'll keep doing it again and again and again effortlessly what we want you to get out of this episode is that networking or whatever you want to call it can be and should be enjoyable fun and something you know that you want to do again and again that's effortless So yeah, so be genuine, get curious about other people, you know, whether you're professionally networking or personally networking in your life, really get curious about that other human being and ask them about who they are, what's their story, what got them to where they are now, what were their biggest challenges, whether, what were their biggest successes and really see how the conversation is going. So I love that. And that was a perfect segue into my next point, which was keep an open mind and be really present in the moment. And what I mean by that is thinking about questions to ask is great. Sometimes you may not have the right question. Sometimes thinking about the right question to ask can be a bit paralyzing, you know, mentally. And it can seem forced and it can seem repetitive or robotic or calculated, or you name it. So sometimes it's so good to just anchor yourself in the present moment, feel the feels, how does that person make you feel? How do you feel in that situation? And leverage your intuition. This is something we discussed last week with you in the previous podcast. Leverage your intuition and really think about, hey, what do I have in common with that person? If you have things in common, great. If you don't, let's see what similar experiences that you've gone through in life or maybe similar um, trajectories that you both want to take in your life. So maybe you want to work in the same industry. So you have zero interests. So perhaps you have no common interest with that person that you're networking with for, you know, a job. But the only common point you have is that you both want to work in consulting or in law or as engineers, or data scientists. That's the only common point. So focus on that and explore, you know, 
what do they think about their day-to-day -day job, what's the perks of their jobs, etc. What, what's the insider information they can share with you that could help you, you know, reach your professional goal right there. So in a sense, what I'm trying to say here is anchor yourself in the present moment. There is no perfect question to ask. Ask questions that you genuinely want to hear answers about. Is there anything else on this topic that people should or could think about? Yes, I think it's important to highlight following up. This is something we discussed a few minutes ago. People tend to follow up because we're busy and life gets in the way or maybe because we're just not thinking about it. And I mean, when you think about it, it's so simple. It's just noting down who did you have a conversation with, when, and what did you talk about? And that's it. Because when you think about it, we have conversations with so many people. So as the list grows, that list of people we spoke with can get a bit overwhelming. So it doesn't harm to just take a moment to note down those names. What I recommend is to start an Excel file and to note just the first name, the family name, the date, the place where you spoke to that person, and the content of the conversation. Just noting highlights, not whole sentences, and any additional notes that seem relevant. If you're in a hiring process of any type and there needs to be any follow-up or sending, you know, attachments or documents, then you could also create other columns there for the status of that um, networking target, the status of that job offering and that application process, any documents that you've sent, etc. But otherwise, if it's just open networking, the, the few first columns I cited suffice. And that goes a long way because one year down the line, it's always good to go back to that file and then follow up with everyone. And that's how we can create great relationships over time. The next question I wanted to ask you, if you have any ideas around what way should people network in? You at the beginning of this podcast, you definitely said that people should network you know, at all times. And I couldn't agree more. People should network a lot, all of us, right? And at every opportunity we have, it's good to sell ourselves and really connect with people and ask about who they are, what they do, and then present ourselves, etc. So it's really good to create connections at all times, essentially. Before you search for a job, as you are excelling at your current job or just in and your position, and after, after you've started your job hunt. So if I sum it up all year round, we should network. And I think something I want to highlight here is during office hours as well. Networking is crucial. Um, take breaks, you know, to have conversations with other team members, with senior members. Take different lunch breaks with people that work in different teams. You know, if you work in an open space, honestly, make it a point of getting to know every person that works in that open space obviously given that they're open obviously to create a conversation and create a relationship i worked in open spaces where we would converse only with each other within a team and we would run into other professionals that worked in the same floor but in different teams and we wouldn't create that deep of relationships and that's unfortunate. So it's really good to connect with other people who do different things, who have different stories, who work on different who work on different floors as well of the same company. So when you bump into someone on your way to the cafeteria or on a cigarette break, 
is when you when when we bump into people, let's be spontaneous. I definitely am striving at the moment to do that. Every time I go to the gym, I like to just look people in the eye and smile. This is something I struggled with doing before. You know, you're just scared that the person would think you're creepy or wouldn't respond back. But now I'm really striving at the moment. This is something I'm actively working on is to just smile and have an open attitude. And so before I knew it, now I'm having random conversations in the lockers with different people. Like sometimes I talk to five different person in a row and I have no agenda. I just, I'm happy to be there and I just want to connect and I just want to share a random thought that I have. And I feel so happy and recharged after it. And that's also networking because st step by step, I get to know who's who. And again, I have no agenda, but it's just so fun to know, oh, that person works in fashion. Oh, that person is a coach. Oh, that person does this and that. Oh, I have a similar background to that person. And that's how really networking should be. It's just effortless and natural. Um, so so that's that's really important. And focus on really how you feel and how you make others feel. Because that's what's going to make you memorable in a networking relationship. And you know, it's not the questions you've asked, it's not the way you phrased your pitch, but it's really the energy that you brought into the conversation. So if you, if you joined a conversation smiling, with good energy, with an open mind, with curiosity, you really showed that you were listening to the person, you really cared about their journey, you didn't judge them along the way, that's all you need to make a good impression. You don't need to cite your diplomas or say that you've done an MBA or that you speak five languages or, you know, show your credentials. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. If you want to be memorable, make them feel good. Make them feel seen, heard, and like they matter. That's all you need to be known, liked, and trusted by that person enough so that they recommend you or they want to talk with you or work with you in the future. And finally, what I want to add here is that I'm aware that throughout this conversation, we spoke about networking in a very open way. Um, we didn't just focus on career, job hunting, networking. Our aim in doing that in this episode was to remove the pressure behind networking. So we've been talking about networking in a few different ways here, how people can overcome some of the challenges with it and how people can make it fun and effortless. In terms of any final words, what would you say? What what's what's a good summary to finish off this topic? Yes. So there is something I do want to bring here, and it is that I'm aware that throughout this podcast we did talk about networking as this very broad topic. We both aimed to convey the message that networking shouldn't be heavy and too strategic and too complicated. However, I'm aware that a lot of you that are listening to this podcast probably think of networking and want to apply it and practice it in a job hunting context. And I'm aware that in that context, you know, there's, there, there is a bit of pressure inevitably. You're searching for a job or you want to get a promotion or you want to be referred for a freelance job or whatever job. So things are a bit more serious there. And everything we shared in this podcast still applies for sure and will help you leverage yourself, your amazing self to create a lasting impression on that person and really create tight relationships with people. My takeaway for you 
in this podcast episode is you know that you're doing great at networking when you don't even acknowledge that you're doing networking, that it doesn't seem like networking. It feels effortless. Why is because when we force ourselves to network, that's heavy and it's calculated and it, it just becomes a to-do list. But you know that you're doing a great job when it's not a job anymore. You're just networking. You're just connecting with humans, whether online or offline. And it's just it's just what it is. That's when you know you've mastered networking for sure. And that's the only way that you can make it sustainable is if you enjoy it. If this is just you showing up, starting a conversation, sharing something, learning from that conversation, and then remembering that person enough and caring enough to sparking a conversation again three weeks, three months, three years from then. That's it. That's the only thing to remember, I guess, from this podcast. And um, I would say on the side, you know, everything we've shared today can be applied whether we're talking about personal networking, but also professional networking. And if we're talking about professional networking, I would say if you're networking to validate your career plan or if you're networking to prepare yourself for interviews or to be recommended for a position, then I would say the only different thing I would say is just prepare, indeed prepare your questions in advance to make sure that they're very sharp, but don't forget to infuse questions that are very you. So what is it that you want to learn from that person? What is it that you're dying to know? Is it how do they really feel about the job? Is it what f casual Friday looks like? Is it how many times do they get home after midnight? Is it can they travel as often as they want? Can they do hybrid, hybrid working? There's a way to sound professional and ask all the right questions without sounding robotic and too calculated. And the way to do that is literally to listen to your intuition and to really ask yourself and look at yourself in the mirror and say, what do I really want to learn from that person at the end of the day? That's it. That's when you know it's going to be natural. And let yourself loose. Let your hair down during the conversation. You know, really listen to what that person is saying. Be present. And try to not think too much about what's my next question. But rather, really listen to what they're sharing. And then think, oh, okay. What do I feel like asking now? And that's it. I think that's wonderful. And thank you so much for taking your time speaking to us and our community and uh, i'm really excited to to do more with you in the future thank you so much i'm so honored to have been invited to participate to this leaning podcast series confidence series it's been an absolute pleasure i hope all of your ambitious smart and powerful listeners uh, get as much value as possible from our episodes and feel free to contact me whether you have any question or just want to say hi and network with me. I'd be happy to connect. Amazing. Thank you so much. Thank you for tuning in today. We want to help as many women as possible, so we need your help. Please like, share and write a review. Tag us on Instagram at UK, and drop us any questions on hello at leaninlondon.org.uk. We hope to see you soon. Stay safe and have a lovely day.